Shane Hallam joins us now, covers the NFL for Draft Countdown, the managing partner with them. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the NFL, man, it's, it's, it's like the NBA. It's become an offseason where there's utter chaos and franchise-changing moves or just, uh, you know, bare minimum uh, important moves that are made. What, what stood out to you today so far in terms of maybe the biggest acquisition uh, that uh, uh, could, could change something for a franchise, let's say? Look, I, I think there's a lot of offensive line, defensive line work. Uh, I, I thought some of the contenders actually may have improved themselves. You know, you look at the 49ers signing Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. I thought that was a huge signing for the 49ers to get a player who can, you know, have the pass rush from the interior. And they saw in the NFC Championship game they couldn't stop the run. I think that could give that defense even more juice than it already has, which is – ridiculous to think about and then the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl and I think they upgraded at left tackle they signed Jawan Taylor the right tackle from Jacksonville who's going to kick over to the left side Uh, they're letting Orlando Brown go find somewhere else which I think is for the best I don't think he played that well this year Uh, as a bigger name than than his play I think Taylor's athletic can make that switch Uh, I thought that was a pretty big move too and you know, obviously, we, we, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo, like you just mentioned, go to the Raiders, kind of as expected, right? Josh McDaniels is going to bring in a guy for his system. I'm not sure it does anything too much for them, but uh, not better than Derek Carr, but better than nothing, which is what they had before. Shane, if you're a betting man, where do you think Lamar Jackson takes his uh, first snap week one of <laughs> next season? Where do you think Lamar ends up? I, I still think he's going to end up being a Baltimore Raven. I know there's some reports today that he's a little disgruntled with the brass and not happy. Of course, you're not happy. Like, they're not paying you what you want, and they're going through this rigmarole. Uh, I understand why teams aren't offering him anything, because the Ravens are just going to match whatever you offer. Why go through the trouble to do it? Uh, so I think ultimately he's kind of stuck. Maybe he holds out for a little bit. I think that's on the table. But ultimately, you're going to have to come back to get that year counted. And I think it's going to be with the Ravens for better or for worse. Wow, Shane, that stinks for him because it feels like there are teams that would be interested, but the price or collusion, who knows, is keeping them uh, at bay. What do you think about all the defenders leaving the Philadelphia Eagles? We knew that there would be a sea change after they lost in the Super Bowl, but three guys on the D-line or three guys on the defense that are starters today all go elsewhere. I, I think they're going to have to retool. And, and they kind of started with last year's draft. I think they started drafting some players in anticipation for the guys leaving. Uh, but, but it's always tough to say, okay, we have this, this Super Bowl defense that made it that far, and we're just going to step in and replace them with second-year players. But I think we see a guy like Jacoby Dean from Georgia they drafted last year step in for TJ Edwards, take that spot. Um, you know, we'll see in the interior line how they replace Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, and Jordan Davis. I think you're going to have to step up, and I think it's a position they could continue to address in the draft this year. Uh, it's tough because I do think that the teams that sign those players, uh, I, I like the TJ Edwards deal for the Bears. I thought it was pretty economical, and you get a player that he played the third most snaps on that defense for the Eagles. Um, you know, it was a big hole for the Bears, too, and you get someone relatively cheap, you can use the draft capital elsewhere. So I, I think the Eagles will be fine, but I, I don't know if the defense is going to be as good as it's been. And we've heard some rumors say that maybe Darius Slay's on the trading block. Um, so we could see a very different uh, secondary as well. Shane, I'm sitting here next to a very sad Packers fan. 
right here. Frustrated, angry Ryan. Uh, More just frustrated because I have a lot of money <laughs> invested in the Jets, and I don't think that I'm getting home with Chris Strebler as my starting what is, quarterback. So what is do we? <laughs> what is the holdup? Have you heard anything? Do we know like? Because it sounds like this this deal with the with the Jets is supposed to be done. Aaron Rodgers going there, but it just keeps dragging out. Are we are we ever going to get to the point where we finally can just say, okay, Aaron Rodgers is a Jet, and now we can actually talk about them as a team as opposed to when it's going to happen? I mean, look, you should be used to it by now, right? It's uh, <laughs> Brett Favre did it, right? I mean, yeah, like, this, this is just par for the course for the Packers. I, I think the holdup is Aaron Rodgers just making the decision, making the choice ultimately. And, uh, you know, it, it could go a number of different ways. It could be he's kind of holding it up for the Packers and kind of hurting them. Or, you know, he has second thoughts. Maybe he wants to retire. He doesn't know. Or it could be he wants to stick it to the Jets who beat him last year. I don't know. You know, I don't know what goes through the head of Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to try to psychoanalyze him at all. But, um, you know, ultimately, I, th I think the Jets, the Packers, have kind of the agreement in place. I think it's pretty much ready to go. It sounds like there's multiple packages depending on the money and depending on what ends up happening with the signing of, of uh, Rodgers and the extension for the Jets um, that they're ready. So I think it's going to happen, but it does hold both these teams kind of hostage for free agency because you have to be ready to make this trade. You have to stay under the cap with the trade or with any free agent signings that you make. So you can't, you know, go out and sign a guy and now, oh, whoops, can't can't trade Aaron Rodgers, can't trade for him. Uh, I think that's that's the big problem and why both teams are kind of hold up right now. I saw, Shane, that um... – there's a possibility that Aaron might want to bring someone or some people from the team with him. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, any thoughts on who those people might be? Well, I think there's some potential for what we saw last year, right, where he kind of uh, strong-armed Green Bay brass to bring in the players that he wanted. So it wouldn't surprise me to see, say, two, one or two of the receivers, uh, whether Cobb. it be Randall Cobb, you know, <laughs> coming in. Uh, and yeah. Alan Lazard, there's been some interest from the Jets in Alan Lazard possibly to come over there if they do trade for Rodgers. Um, Lazard didn't have the best season last year, but the Jets have Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore kind of fell off and had the, the you know, the, the tantrum last year and the issues with management. There's not a ton behind those guys. So I think it would be interesting for them to sign Lazard as the other outside receiver or, like you said, bring in Randall Cobb uh, just to please Aaron Rodgers, maybe. And I don't know if he really sees the field. All right, who's the best quarterback in the draft? I love C.J. Stroud. I know a lot of people like Bryce Young. We're hearing a lot about Anthony Richardson. But who do you think goes uh, number one overall? C.J. Stroud's the overwhelming favorite right now uh, at BetMGM. I think I think it is Stroud ultimately, but we we've seen that change. I mean, this time last year, uh, you know, the favorite for the Jaguars that won Trayvon Walker wasn't even in 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 the running at that point for 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 that. So it could change very quickly. I think Stroud's the best quarterback in this draft. Super accurate. The ball placement's great. We saw it at the combine. His footwork, you know, his fundamentals are good. I have Bryce Young one spot behind him in my overall rankings, though. I think Young is uh, he's got ice in his veins. He's such a good leader. Richardson's the ultimate, you know, home run swing. If you think you could take the most athletic quarterback of all time and figure out a way for him to, you know, clean up his footwork and throw passes accurately, then maybe you take that shot. I don't know. But uh, ultimately, I think the Panthers are going to have to go with Stroud. He seems more like a Frank Reich type of player, and I think they brought in Frank Reich to pick that quarterback and develop that quarterback. Talking to Shane Hallam, draft countdown. It's BetMGM tonight. Uh, 
we know that there's a chance that other teams could possibly trade up uh, in this draft. It's not just about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. There's other names like Anthony Richardson getting thrown around and Will Levis. And uh, Is there a possibility, and if so, what team do you think it could be that still makes a move up? And They obviously can't go anywhere other than number three unless for some reason Houston decides to trade down. What, what do you see as a potential scenario maybe for another trade if there is a team that desperately wants to move up and get their quarterback? I, I think number three is going to be a prime spot for mm -hmm. teams to move up in. And personally, I still think the Raiders are in play. Despite the Jimmy Garoppolo signing, it's a pretty economic deal for a quarterback. I think they're still going to be interested in drafting and developing one. Uh, and it seems like they might have it out after just a year or two of that Garoppolo contract. So I think they're going to be in the mix. I don't know if they're going to want to give up the, the draft capital to move up that far. Uh, but I have heard that you know that we have some teams later in the draft tampa bay being one that is interested in making maybe the big jump up um i think tampa's kind of in that in-between era of do you you know do you kind of give up on the season try to get the top quarterback in 2024 and caleb williams from usc or do you make the play and go get your guy at three i think it'll depend who falls there i don't expect we see a trade before the draft for three but on draft day is when you might see something happen when teams figure out Who's going one and two? What do you think the Bears end up doing? Um, really, actually, I mean, what the Bears have done today, they're fixing up the defensive side of the ball. They're going to get Justin Fields some help. Do you think they go offensive line? Because that old line has been brutal the last couple of years. I really keep an eye on the rest of free agency because they were heavily into Mike McGlinchey, uh, who ended up signing with the Denver Broncos today, trying to get him to come in. He's a great run-blocking offensive tackle. I think if they don't sign a tackle, that's almost surely the pick, whether it be Paris Johnson from Ohio State, Broderick Jones from Georgia, or Peter Skronsky from Northwestern. I think all three are great picks at number nine and well worth a pick. Uh, I do think a sleeper for them is Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. You know, David Montgomery's a free agent. They like Khalil Herbert. But if you want to kind of build one more offensive weapon to help Justin Fields out, actually take some pressure off of Justin Fields running the football, Bijan Robinson makes a lot of sense. So he, he's a sleeper. Maybe, maybe they even move down again is a possibility and take him or get the third offensive tackle off the board. This is not a draft question, Shane, but this is a question that is going to satiate my appetite. I was getting into some uh, arguments back and forth with some friends. I, I would call them friends. They're more callers, though, on WFAN. A lot of people, Daniel Jones apologists nowadays because he is locked into a $40 million a year contract. Um, he's obviously not a particularly accurate quarterback in a bunch of metrics, and the refute uh, to that knowledge is that he just hasn't had a lot of receivers that could get separation. Uh, what do you think in terms of that that explanation on why Daniel Jones is below average in, in a lot of those metrics? Well, I, I think that generally a quarterback can make their wide receivers better. And I, I think Daniel Jones is fine. I think he's a fine quarterback in, in, this, in this day and age when, you know, you're not, you're not getting a, a home run hitter, a Patrick Mahomes every day. So I think he's fine. But I think the accuracy is the big issue. And I don't think it's going to get better. I think we've seen what Daniel Jones is. I wasn't a big fan of him coming out. I thought he was more of a late first-round pick, you know. But maybe the Giants, you know, you feel like you're kind of stuck. You can't go up. You made the playoffs. You can't go up and get a quarterback. You're stuck with him. So I think I'm kind of with you. I, I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl. I don't think he's doing much to uh, to make the Giants, you know, maybe, maybe you get lucky and get second in the division and make the playoffs again and lose. Like, I don't know if that's really what you're going for. 
But he's not not accurate, even though his receivers aren't getting separation, right? Especially since he's throwing the ball, I think, on average five yards down the field. Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to do with separation by the receivers. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I thought the receivers last year actually got separation, uh, you know, a, a little bit more than the public thinks. Uh, someone like Darius Slayton they're trying to bring back is better. I, I don't think that's the reason for the inaccuracy. The reason for the inaccuracy is Daniel Jones' footwork has always been a, a giant mess, and it continues to be a giant mess. And, you know, I think they built the offense around that so it, 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 he could cover up some of those issues, but it still was a mess last year. and It's not getting any better anytime soon. Shane, got about a minute here real quick. Mike White signing with the Dolphins, two years, $16 million. Uh, the bigger question really there is Tua and what his health situation is at this point. Is this going to be a continued saga, I guess, with this team where they need to have a capable backup in somebody like Mike White because we don't really know what the future is of Tua at this point? I, I think it's a big was a big concern coming in and is going to continue to be not that necessarily Tua is more susceptible to injury or, or, or another concussion or whatever, but you don't want Skylar Thompson out there in a playoff game anymore, right? Like that that was that was pretty bad. And he played as well as he possibly could, I think. But you know, Mike White's a much better quarterback. Uh, so I, I think it is something the Dolphins are keeping in mind that hey, if this happens again. They have the offense. We saw the big trade for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they're going all in. They're pushing the chips in the middle of the table. And if Tua gets hurt, you can't be like, well, we lost that chance. They basically have two years with Tua in that rookie deal. Uh, and it, you need a backup. So maybe you can win a playoff game, maybe get to an AFC championship, even if you lose it. Shane Hallam, Draft Countdown. Thanks for coming on with us. We're counting down. And thanks for having me. Yeah, the uh... – the Mike White situation, man. That guy is beloved in New York, right? Do you ever, did you, how much did you talk about him this weekend? Probably nothing. Oh, uh, we so. talked a little bit. I yeah. mean, about what will they do without uh, Aaron Rodgers coming to this team? Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, Mike well, White. do you get Jimmy G? Or what do you do if you can't get Jimmy G? Do you then just rock out with Mike effing White? Now, yeah. no. Yeah. You don't. There you go. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't have that option anymore. All right, Rodgers well, is going there.